0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AW Dark Elevation. The Gates of Agony from the Embassy defeated Big Cuzzo and Teddy Goods. Bishop Khan gets the pin on Kazo after hitting a gut buster in a really quick fashion here. Ty Mello defeated Paris Van Dale. A uh, funny moment here as Mello was coming out with the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society intro. Matt Menard, who's on commentary, was pretty much just like echoing his own intro at the same time. Kind of funny here. Mello wins easily with the Ty KO. Private Party and Matt Hardy, the Hardy Party, defeated the team of Kyle Bradley, Smiley Fairchild, and Channing Thomas. Uh, Smiley's actually a regular from House of Glory, and he actually was recently on the New Japan night before the Rumble on 44th Street show. So good to see him here. Hardy did most of the work in this match and made Bradley submit to the leech. Athena defeated Kayla Sparks. The viciousness of Athena continues as she tosses Sparks all over the place until she finally makes her tap to the choke. And then after the match, she hit her with the O-Face. The Butcher and the Blade defeated Waves and Curls quickly after hitting Drag the Lake. Daniel Garcia defends the Ring of Honor Pure Championship for the first time, defeating Leon Ruffin here. The three judges ringside were BJ Whitmer, Jerry Lynn, and Christopher Daniels. Really good match here with Garcia getting one warning after hitting a closed fist, but he follows that up with the Dragon Sleeper to put Ruffin to end here with a really nice showing from Ruffin in this match. Preston Vance aka 10 of the Dark Order defeated George Joel with a Discus Larry in a dominant fashion. Paul White and Matt Menard were on commentary and they wonder what Vance looks like under that mask so obviously they didn't watch the early days of AEW when he wrestled without mask. a mask. A.R. Fox getting his first win in AEW defeated Sir Pentico after hitting a 450 splash ahead of his match on Dynamite where he's going to team up with the top flight to take on Death Triangle. Good to see A.R. Fox here getting some victory. And the main event here, Rio and Willow Nightingale, fresh offer trip from Japan, defeated the team of May Soruga and Emi Sakura. And this is Rio's first match in elevation in almost a year. Willow looked pretty dominant here, hitting Sakura with a Death Valley driver, followed by the running knees from Rio for the pen. We go to Tuesday's AEW Dark take from Connecticut. Starts with Sky Blue, defeated Paris Van Dale convincingly with the Skyfall. The Iron Savages, who I feel like we haven't seen in a while, defeated Brando Lee and Lucas Chase in dominant fashion here. Hitting their double cannonball in the corner. Funny moment here where Taz was dismissing, uh, referee Stefan Smith's shoes. And then Excalibur was trying to tell him, those are actually the Theodora Lucha Brothers sneakers. So I actually looked these up and it looks like Pentagon has his own version and, uh, Fenix has his own version. But the referee was actually wearing one of each. So he had like one that was white, silverish, and the other one that was like black like Penta. Kinda cool here. Wouldn't mind rocking this myself. Next match, Kara Hogan defeated Kennedy Copeland. Uh, Taz and Excalibur had discussion on bodegas and chopped cheese. This made me very hungry, so I can't wait to have some chopped cheese this weekend with some of the post-wrestling family. Kara gets to win here after hitting a roundhouse kick. Frankie Kazarian defeated Zach Clayton by submission with a cross chicken wing. Uh, no mention of Kazarian challenging for the Impact World Championship this week. I know they're trying to promote Full Gear, but it wouldn't have hurt to mention that one of your stars is wrestling for a world title. That means a lot to him. Um, maybe the confliction is that it's going to be airing at the same time as Rampage. Not too sure here, but yeah, could have had something here on commentary. The Factories, Lee Johnson, QT, Marshall, and Cole Carter defeated Man Scout, Teddy Goods, and Shannon Thomas. Lee Johnson gets the pin on Goods after hitting him, uh, after him and Carter assist QT with, like, this triple-team cutter here that they've been doing recently. Athena defeated LMK, a.k.a. Little Mean Kathleen. Athena was gonna hit the O-Face, but decided not to, and then she went to what I could only describe as beating the shit out of M-O-K, uh to get the pin here. Dark Order's Evil Uno, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds defeated the team of Arjun Singh, Mike Magnum, and Brett Gosselin, with Uno getting on the cover after hit, they hit the Pendulum Bomb. Uh, Lexi Nair was trying to get a word with Athena backstage, but Athena just kind of shows up and just starts yelling at Nair and scares her away. So yeah, Vicious Athena continues. And then Daniel Garcia defends the Ring of Honor Pure Championship again. This time defeated Brock Anderson. The three judges were BJ Whitmer, Frankie Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels. Uh, pretty good match here. Uh, going back and forth here with Garcia heading this deadly looking pile driver for the pen. Uh, they both did get warnings during this match for using close fists. And rope breaks as well. We go to Impact Wrestling on before the impact. Killer Kelly defeated Sandra Moon with the killer clutch. Pretty good showing here from Moon. Uh, but three officials had to come in and break Kelly off of her after the match. We go to the main show. Joe Henry wins the Digital Media Championship, defeating Brian Myers. Matt Cardona was on the outside. He was trying to get involved, but Heath and Rhino came out to chase him to the back, as they're going to be fighting for the tag titles at Overdrive. Henry surely followed that by hitting the standing ovation for the win and become the new champion in his first Impact title reign. Jay Vidal was with Giselle Shaw backstage, where he showed her a video package showing all of Shaw's highlights with members of the roster. Talking about other things, I think some of this was like the Amazing Kong uh, Hall, uh, Hall of Fame speech, but they just kind of edited it and dubbed it to seem like they were talking about Shaw. Kind of funny. We had a video here from violent by design where Alan angels and big con talk about how they fit into this group. And it looks like they're going to be going by just the names of angels and con to shorten it up here. We have an X division title tournament semifinal match here as Trey Miguel defeated Mike Bailey by disqualification. Kenny King comes down during this match to watch Bailey who gets in his face. So King attacks Miguel to get Bailey disqualified as a return. Um, as a result, Miguel advances to the finals here to take on the winner of Black to Russe and PJ Black, which is going to be next week. We then get a promo for Kenny Kang, where he says that he can't focus on winning any titles until he takes care of speedball Mike Bailey. Bupindu Gujur defeated G Sharp. Gujur comes out here with new theme music and wins easily here with the Gargoyle Spear. Heath and Rhino were cutting a promo about facing the major players at Overdrive before Rhino sees Josh Alexander and tells him that Bully Ray is a real piece of shit. It'll be funny if after all this, Bully Ray just doesn't do anything. It's like everybody and their mother has warned josh about bully ray and bully ray is just like eh, you know nothing's happening jessica was backstage with taya valkyrie and rosemary upset that she lost her match last week and she listens to taya's advice of getting a drink here instead of taking rosemary's advice of coming back stronger and then we later see jessica was approached by alicia uh looks like jessica might be a little inebriated here drinking some beer reading odb's self-help book and says that she's gonna go down under to see the real aussie open not sure if it just means she's gonna like Go down underground or down under to Australia. Not too sure here. That she starts kind of like banging her chest, acting like ODB. Alicia then sees her husband Eddie Edwards and says that she's concerned with him. But Edwards says that Anna no more is no more, and now it's ride or die with just them two. Mickey James defeated Chelsea Green in her last rodeo. Uh, Diana Peraza was trying to get involved here, but uh, for Green, but she gets ejected. Chelsea takes out the referee by accident at one point, which causes Diana to run back out. But Taylor Wilde runs out to stop her. After some close calls, James catches chelsea jumping off the top rope into a jackknife pin for the win steve macklin was looking for scott demore backstage but when he starts then he starts throwing stuff around and then tommy dreamer stops him and tells him that scott demore isn't there so macklin um, offends him and then calls him a shell of a man that he once respected so dreamer pretty much just makes a match between himself and macklin and then during this we saw a quick little cameo in the background from john morrison i guess johnny impact that he goes by here so not sure if this means anything or if he just happened to be in the building and was caught on camera Bully Ray defeated Zicky Dice. Quick comedy match here with Dice and Johnny Swinger uh saying that they're gonna put bully ray through a table but bully just grabs dice and hits the bully bomb for the win but then moose comes out and attacks bully with a low blow and spears him through the table which was set up in the corner sammy callahan had a video where he had one of the violent by design uh yellow hoodie guys hol- held hostage and he challenges eric to a death machines double jeopardy match where basically before you can go for the pen you have to make your opponent bleed we see a video of diana trying to stop chelsea from from leaving but chelsea says that she is gonna go home so i'm not sure what this means exactly for the future of chelsea green we see footage from the commercial break where bully ray challenges Mo- to a match at overdrive and it's going to be a tables match which they do make official we see a very well produced video for frankie kazarian and his history and this company with comments from many people on the roster this was extremely good it makes you definitely want to root for kazarian uh definitely check out this this video which they had put on their youtube and then on the main event the impact knockouts championship jordan grace defeated giselle shaw in a really good match here uh where grace ended shaw by hitting the grace driver and as the show was coming to an end grace was celebrating on her way to the back and she gets attacked from behind by matches slimovich with a chair and then she stacks up a bunch of more chairs and puts grace through them with the snow plow before holding up the knockouts title as they're beginning they'll be having a match at overdrive And then we quickly go back to the site where PCO was buried last week by Eddie Edwards as a lightning bolt hits him and we see PCO's arm racing from the rubble. So it looks like he will be coming back for revenge. Woman of Wrestling America makes her debut. She's a former tough enough competitor. As far as I know, she hasn't wrestled. Um, but this is her wrestling debut as she defeats the Disciplinarian after hitting a springboard moonsault. Americana is actually an old, uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling gimmick that they kind of resurrected for this new wrestler. Chantelle Cella defeated BK Rhythm with a spinning heel kick candy crush and Kada rush um uh, my favorite team here i guess crush rush defeated the team of holly dead and chainsaw here with crush pitting chainsaw after hitting a Raid right hook and in the main event princess aussie defeated tormenta after reversing a torture rack into a roll-up it should be noted that every single match tormenta has had here she has lost in woman of wrestling on to NWA. So there is no episode of USA this week due to the hard times in New Orleans show. If you want some more information on this, there is a report on pulsewrestling.com. I did also talk briefly with John and Way on Rewind the Raw about the uh, aftermath of this pay-per-view. But there is a new episode of NWA Power, which they taped the day after. And the show starts with the new NWA World Champion, Tyrus, in the ring with Idolmania Sports Management as Tyrus also introduces the new TV champion in Jordan Clearwater as well as the reigning national uh, champion, Scion, who defended his title. And then Tyrus kind of starts naming down some potential opponents and says that even members of his own stable can go after his title. On to the matches. Jordan Clearwater defended uh, the TV title against Mims, who just earned his title shot at Hard Times 3, but this went to a 6.05 time limit draw. Odinson defeated the debuting Ryan Davidson and hit him with the Asgardian Pounce. Aaron Stevens, who has a match tonight, cuts a promo saying that he's retired and not a wrestler anymore, and he's being forced to wrestle in which he does, and he loses to Kratos by disqualification. Uh, the referee tells Stevens that he had to remove his loaded glove before the match started, which he did. And then Stevens says that he doesn't have a wrestler's license, but a manager's license, but this only is a ploy to distract Kratos attacking him from behind. And Kratos pretty much had the match won until he gets attacked by two masked men, one of them that kind of looked like A Rocket, which who was absent from the uh, Automania Sports Management thing in the beginning. Not sure who the other guy was, but he looked a little familiar. I did recently find out that Gags the Gimp is actually uh, Captain Yuma, the former Johnny Yuma, as I kind of figured out the tattoos here. So it looks like um, another mass mystery has been solved. The Question Mark 2 then comes out and tries to help out Kratos, but Stevens' masked men take him out, along with Kratos, as Stevens takes out Kratos with his loaded glove. We go to NXT Level Up. Sudo Shot is sporting a new look here, a leather jean jacket with a beard, kind of looks like something out of Greece, and he kind of makes a joke that he used to look 12, now he looks 17. On to the matches, Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley defeated Ja'Kara Jackson at Lash Legend. Paxley making a return after being off TV for two months, she's still wearing the face guard because of her broken nose. Fast match here with Paxley taking out Legend on the outside as Nile trapped Jackson and the dragon sleeper for the submission victory javier bernal defeated ike by rolling him up after holding on to the tights and the team of odyssey jones idris enofe and malik blade defeated zion quinn bronco nima and lucian price odyssey jones making his level up debut as it was still called 205 live before he got injured great showing from the baby faces here with the finish coming with blade frog splashing off of odyssey's shoulders onto price for the pin and the win. New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. Kenny King making his strong debut defeated Shea Cabrera. Uh, Ian Riccamani did bring up how New Japan fans hate King for eliminating Great Muda and Jujun Liger at the MSG Supercard. But King gets the win here after hitting the Royal Flush. Danny Lomley and JR Cradles defeated Adrian Quest and Jordan Cruz. Good showing from Team Filthy here with Lomley pinning Cruz after hitting the Borica Destroyer. And the main event here, Minoru Suzuki defeated Fred Yehai. This match got really violent. They spilled into the crowd, but Suzuki ends up finishing Yehai after hitting the Gotch-style Pile Driver. WWE main event, uh, Wendy Chu defeated Tamina, Chu making her main roster debut here on main event. She did her usual sleepy stuff. The crowd initially didn't really react to her, but as she was doing her gimmick stuff in the ring, the crowd actually got behind her. She was able to roll up Tamina for the win, and I could see her gimmick working a lot better on the main roster than it is on NXT. And then Wendy went to shake Tamina's hand after and she accepted. Dana Brooke and Shelton Benjamin were backstage and we're talking about how they hope our truth gets better after getting injured. And then Dana kind of cuts this passionate promo about Kiana James, probably one of the best promos I've heard her do. Uh, she mentions how she's sick and tired of Corey Graves and Seth Rollins putting her name in her mouth. And if Kiana shows back up, she's going to make her a statistic. Definitely check this out if you haven't. And the main event here is Zion Quinn making his main event debut as well defeated the Kiro Tozawa. Before the match, we actually had a backstage promo where Quinn was hyping himself up, and as soon as he walked around, uh, walked away, Tozawa just said that he sucked. As far as the match goes, Quinn gets the win after hitting his running forearm. Uh, Tozawa had a match on Monday Night Raw as well, then after tweeted his um, ninja garb, so I'm not sure if that means that he's going to be shedding it, which I think he definitely should do. Um, as far as main event goes, it's kind of cool how they've been using like NXT wrestlers on here every week, and the regular people who have been on main event, like Tozawa, Shelton, Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, actually have been getting some time on WWE Monday Night Raw, so kind of cool here. The WWE Network Editions of the Week were an episode of ICW Fight Club as well as WXW Inner Circle 12, which had such wrestlers as Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark.